Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Justin Wells. Justin, down in New Orleans, uh, just finished watching Arch Manning. We have some highlights to show you tonight. Justin picked up. Uh, Justin, I know you also talked to Arch Manning. We're going to talk about it a little bit. How was he tonight? How did the game go? Uh, you know what? He was in a really good mood, Bobby. Um, tonight was their preseason game against De La Salle. And that this was a team that I was talking to Will Randall and Arch before the game, and they said this might be one of their, their toughest tests. They thought that De La Salle is one of the better teams on their schedule, and this would be a good gauge of where they're at. And they played incredibly well, Bobby. They, um, it, it's funny because, you know, this was a very physical team, very athletic team that matched up with, with, with Isidore Newman. But in the same sense, Isidore Newman's better. They're bigger. They're stronger. They've got a few more athletes. And, and so it was a great game because we got to see Arch do things he doesn't normally do. Yeah, he was able to get the ball down the field vertically throwing the ball, but after a while, they took that away. So what did Arch do? He started using his legs. And his 22-yard touchdown run with seven and a half minutes left basically sealed the victory for these guys. And so I had not – and I asked Arch after the game, I said, when did this dual threat stuff start happening? Where did, you, where did this come from? Is this – should I be looking for Archie? Like, where, where, where did you get this from? And uh, he's like – he said, you know, I, I've always been, you know, mobile – he said, I, I used to do that in flag football and, and, and in middle school, I would run around. He said, but, you know, I got older and, you, you know, throw the ball. He said, but, you know, you get a little bit faster when big guys are chasing you. And so Arch was in great spirits. I mean, this team, they needed this type of a win, Bobby. This was good because their non-conference schedule is tough. And you want to build off of these games going into district. And tonight's win is exactly what Arch and these guys needed to, to do that. He was in the, he was in great spirits, great mood. Cooper Man, I got to catch up with Cooper and, and Miss Ellen Manning. They were in great spirits. I, I caught up with the Randall family as well, and Coach Nelson Stewart as well. And so uh, everybody's happy down here in New Orleans tonight because uh, they, they beat a really good team. Oh, that's good. Um, so um, you mentioned uh, you talked to, to Arch. What did he have to say about uh, as we watch his touchdown run here? I think. Um, what did he have to say about uh, uh, about uh, the Longhorns and his commitment to Texas tonight. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. I asked him, I said, when did you know that it was going to be Texas? When did you kind of have an idea? And at first he went diplomatic on me. He said, you know, I, I think it was after the visits. I think it was after I took some of the trips. And then after talking to him a little bit more, I think the pivotal moment was the weekend in April for the um, – Texas Relays and the uh, the golf tournament and uh, the, the Saturday scrimmage with the bodyguards, that seemed to be uh, the, the weekend that kind of really helped Texas. It really did. He mentioned Michael Taft as being a, as being a big help. He said uh, he liked the players. He loves the town. He loves Austin. He really trusts Coach Sark. But he said he really likes the players. He sees a lot of guys that he's, he can relate to. 
He says there's a lot of guys like him, he said. And he said in, in Austin, that's he kind of feels like there's a, a little bit of that in New Orleans where it's it, it's just, you know, there's so many things to do. And so, uh, you know, ultimately he trusts Sark. He loves the offense. He, he really likes Kyle Flood and what those guys can do. And so, but at the end of the day, I, I think he, I think he knew before he's saying he did because I asked him again later on. I said, you know, I talked to Will Randall and y'all had been talking about this for a while. And he said, yeah, I, I think we knew it for a while, but we just wanted to make sure and I had to take my visits. But ultimately I felt like Texas was the choice probably a few months before. Sometimes, sometimes things are better left unsaid, right? I, I, hey, Justin, uh, your overall uh, feeling on him as a prospect, you watched him play last year. Uh, of course, Ray, number one overall prospect in the country by on three, uh, consensus uh, number one player in the country uh, uh, across the recruiting industry. There's uh, one or two places that are trying to uh, jockey that and move that around. But uh, the reality of it is, is he played extremely well uh, th- th- tonight, is my understanding. And coming off of a year where he played well there, too. What were your thoughts tonight uh, as you see him mature as a prospect? I, tonight, I wanted to see him against talent. I wanted to see him against a good team. The, the times I saw him last season, it was inferior competition. They were, you know, smaller private schools that didn't really match up. And so it was hard to gauge exactly how good he was. This group they played tonight was was strong and physical and athletic and large. And so it was a real good indicator of him bringing his game up. And, and that's exactly what he did. You know, he threw the ball really well in the first half, and they kind of took that away. And I loved how he adjusted, and, and he started running the ball. And, and to me, that showed – that, you know, not just the versatility, but it showed his adjustments, his ability to to take what he's good at and also take what the defense has given him and to make the most of it. And that's exactly what he did. And so I wanted to see I wanted to see Arch Manning against a really tough opponent. I wanted to see him against a, a quality group. And let me tell you, De La Salle was a tough group. I don't feel I feel like they did not expect to get punched in the mouth like they did against Newman and give Arch a lot of credit. That second half, when he started running, running the ball more, it really set the tone that Newman was going to probably pull this one out. What was the final score, uh, Justin? 20 to 12. 20 to 12. So uh, Arch, Arch Banning of Isidore Newman, uh, nation's number one prospect who is committed to Texas, uh, wins a jamboree game tonight against New Orleans, De La Salle. Uh, inside Texas's Justin Wells uh, was there. Uh, Justin on his way uh, back uh, to Texas from New Orleans uh, as we watch some highlights again. Uh, uh, Justin, Will Randall, uh, the tight end. Uh, I saw him catch a couple passes tonight on the live feed as well. Uh, how, how did he look? Uh, did you talk to him a little bit as well? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Absolutely. I, I asked Will, I said, what was the number one objective for you in the offseason? What did you want to work on and become better at going into your senior year? And he said, my footwork. He said, I had to get better feet. He said, you know, slow feet don't eat. 
And so <laughs> every morning he would lift at Newman. And then in the evening, he would go to a trainer and he would work out two or three hours a day with speed training and, and footwork training and footwork drills and things of that sort. And you can tell Will has definitely got that versatility. You can tell that he's definitely he he fits what Texas is going to want to run. You can tell why Jeff Banks was so big on him uh, because he's a I mean, the kid's probably up to about 230 pounds now. He's six four, two thirty, 230 and he caught the ball well. And so it was, like I said, it was a good barometer, not only for Arsh, but for Will, because De La Salle was a tough opponent. They were quality. And so at the end of the day, I think the, they were all happy with that W. Uh, it looks like Arch Manning, uh, his release can't get much quicker than what he's got uh, right there uh, in these highlights. Uh, Justin, one more question for you before I let you go. I know you're, you're busy trying to get back and stuff. Um, Texas now uh, sitting, getting on the precipice of the start of the season. Uh, we're officially seven days away now. Uh, you know, how strong is Arch's commitment to the university, uh, in your opinion? In my opinion, it's about as strong as you can get, Bobby. When, when you tell all the other colleges, thank you, but no thank you, don't contact me, don't call me, that's a pretty big sign. And talking to Coach Stewart last week and talking to him again, you know, tonight, there's no other schools calling Arch. This, this, this is a done deal. This is a different type of recruitment, Bobby. You and I, we've learned that over the past two years following this and covering it wall to wall. It's a different recruitment. This isn't a kid that's just going to flake out. This isn't a kid that's going to see a game and not like the outcome against Bama. This isn't a kid that's going to change his mind. This was a business decision. This was a grown-up decision, and he's going to follow through with it. When he says he trusts Sark, that's the first thing he always says, I really trust Sark. To me, that's a huge indicator of just how solid he is, not to mention how much he's reaching out to other guys. Talked about, you know, talking to guys like Jalen Hell, talking to J.B. Antoviano, talking to a Cecilia Kana, the edge out of Utah. He's reaching out to these guys. And so usually you and I know how it works with recruiting. A commitment is really as good as till they sign on National Signing Day. Then you can put them in the hopper and, and, and count them. But I think with Arch, you don't have to – there's not going to be any worry. There, there's not going to be any flip-flopping. There isn't going to be any surprise visits. Arch Manning handled this like a businessman. And when he enrolls in January, that's exactly what his mindset's going to be. Well, I, I tell you what, if you didn't see the highlights uh, coming out of Friday night, not just with Arch Manning, but some of the receiver recruits – uh, that the Longhorns had uh, Jalen Hale, I know had played extremely well for Longview high tonight, had a couple, I think a couple touchdown catches just two in the uh, first half. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Jonah Wilson down at spring to Caney uh, played extremely well uh, in a uh, early season matchup against Klein Oak. Uh, Jonte Cook caught a long bomb uh, as well for DeSoto in a matchup uh, there. Uh, you know, it looks like I don't, I'm not sure how Ryan Niblett did. I didn't check on that yet, uh, but it looks like that not only is Arch Manning having a good start to his senior year, uh, but the the talent expected to surround uh, Arch Manning at Texas uh, is on the way there. Uh, any parting thoughts before we let you go, Justin? Yes, uh, 2024 offensive lineman Brett Bordelin. Uh, uh, he has a Texas offer. It went unreported, so we went ahead and reported it. Texas offered him on his visit during the summertime. Uh, Brett's brother, Bo, is a guy here from Newman. He signed with LSU last cycle. I said, Brett, you know, you, you got Alabama, you got LSU, you got Georgia, you got Texas. It's early. You know, are you an LSU guy because your brother's there, your family's from there? He actually said his brother told him to look around. Don't just look at LSU. 
because you're the one that has to play. You're the one that has to enroll. You're the one that has to show up. And so it needs to be your call and your decision. And so to me, the, the takeaway with Brett is he, he likes Texas. He really likes Kyle Flood. And he did mention that he would have some friends there that he could come visit by the name of Arch Manning and Will Randall. And so Brett Borland's going to be a guy you need to watch. He's about 6'5", 265, 270 pounds, offensive tackle, played some left tackle tonight, played some three-tech on the, on the defensive side. He wants to visit Texas at some point. Again, it may not be this fall, maybe in the offseason. But the other takeaway I had was that Brett Borland's a guy you, that Texas fans need to sort of pay attention to because Sark is and Kyle Flood is. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a good point. And the other thing I would say to that, sounds like he has a, a great brother that's trying to support him, whether he ends up at, at LSU, Texas, right, or that's wherever. that's what I told him. Uh, a that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good thing. Hey, uh, Justin, thanks for your reporting. Uh, I followed the the thread on Inside Texas today, uh, or tonight, I mean, uh, and it was just terrific. Uh, it felt like I was there. Uh, for Justin Wells of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been an Arch Banning update. Uh, with plenty of highlights as well. Justin, thanks, man. You got it, brother.